It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along your favorite podcast destination, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download or listen to this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We have another star-studded edition of the podcast coming up for you this week. In just a matter of moments, I'll let you know who will be on the program this week. Before I let you know who will be on the show, got to let you know about our social media platforms. That's right. You can uh, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio, and you will always get the latest racing news and information on our Facebook and Twitter page throughout the week. So uh, make sure you like our Facebook page. Also, check out our Twitter account as well. And also, we are giving away some great prizes for you here over the next few weeks. In fact, our very own William Barber has been able to get ourselves a hold of some weekend, uh, I believe it's three days, two nights, in Panama City Beach, Florida. That's right. We've got some trips that are going to be given away for you. So check out our Facebook page and Twitter page as we will post up the information on how to enter and how to win yourself three days, two nights in Panama City Beach, Florida. No better way to enjoy some family time than hitting up the beach there in Panama City and uh, relaxing, taking in the great beaches, enjoying the weather. So uh, make sure you check out our Facebook page and Twitter page for all the information on that. Uh, Also, our email address is available for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So please send us a message if you'd like to reach out to the program, comment about the show, or uh, maybe you're a track in the area that wants to get some attention, or an up-and-coming driver who wants to get on the program, please let us know about that. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, that is srwradio at yahoo.com. And we have another star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up for you here in just moments. We will hear from the general manager of Five Flags Speedway, Mr. Tim Bryant, great friend of the show. Also, Lenny Patiki, who is the host of PRN at the track, will break down everything that went down to the dirt races at Bristol Motor Speedway just a few weeks ago. And coming up this weekend, the NASCAR Cup Series will make its first trip to Talladega Super Speedway for the Geico 500 race weekend. And the president and general manager of the track, Brian Crichton, will uh, join us to uh, preview everything that's going to be going on uh, this weekend at Talladega Super Speedway for the Geico 500 race weekend. So sit back, relax, get set to enjoy a great podcast for you here. But as we do every single week at around this time, we bring you the racing review of everything that happened this past weekend in the world of racing. And we start with all the action from Martinsville last weekend in the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series. As we take a look at the race results from the Truck Series race at Martinsville, as Corey Hine came away with the victory in his number 11 Toyota, Kyle Busch was your runner-up, Zane Smith finishing third, Ty Majeski in fourth, and Tanner Gray rounding out the top five. Over to the Xfinity Series, John Hunter Nemechek was on fire all night at Martinsville Speedway, so maybe it was fitting that he set his car on fire after a lengthy burnout upon winning his second Xfinity Series race of the season. Nemechek held off Joe Gibbs racing teammate Sammy Smith last Saturday night, then raised some eyebrows and some level of concern 
when the back of his number 20 Toyota became engulfed in flames after he celebrated with burnouts on the track. At first, Nemechek tried to drive away from the fire, but then was asked to stop as safety officials raced onto the track and used fire extinguishers to douse the flames. The fire left burn marks on the racetrack. Nemechek joked he was doing it to support one of his sponsors, Pi Barker Fire and Safety, which makes the fire extinguishers used at the racetrack. Nemechek dominated the race, leading 198 of the 250 laps at the paperclip-shaped half-mile racetrack. Smith finished second, followed by Cole Custer, Josh Berry, and Brandon Jones. Over to Cup Series action last weekend from Martinsville, Kyle Larson never thought he would tame the half-mile paperclip-shaped track at Martinsville Speedway, and then came Sunday. Larson passed Joey Logano with 29 laps to go and went on to win his second Cup Series race of the season. It was the 21st career Cup Series win for Larson and 15th in the last three seasons for the 2021 Cup Series champion. Larson has struggled mightily at Martinsville in the past. In his previous 17 races here, he had only three top five finishes and never finished better than third. Because of his lack of past success at the track, Larson joked that he doesn't have room picked out for where to keep the six-foot-tall grandfather clock awarded to the winner. Larson said the clock immediately became one of his most prized possessions because it serves as a reminder of how hard he has to work to win at a track where he never felt comfortable. Joey Logano was your runner-up, Martin Truex Jr. finishing third, Denny Hamlin in fourth, and Chase Briscoe rounds out the top five. Taking a look at the current Cup Series standings right now, Kyle Larson and William Byron are your number one and two drivers, the only drivers with two wins on the season. Spots three through seven are into the playoffs via a win. That's Christopher Bell in third, Tyler Reddick in fourth, Joey Logano fifth, Kyle Busch is sixth, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in seventh. And then spots eight through 16 are into the playoffs via points right now. That is Ross Chastain in eighth, Kevin Harvick ninth, Martin Truex Jr. tenth, Denny Hamlin eleventh, Ryan Blaney in 12th, Alex Bowman in 13th, Brad Keselowski in 14th, Chase Briscoe in 15th, and Chris Buescher rounding out the top 16. In other NASCAR news, NASCAR's final appeal officer restored points Tuesday that had been stripped from Colleg Racing for unapproved part modifications to match the amendments made to Hendrick Motorsports' penalty for the same infraction. Both teams were stripped of 100 championship points and 10 playoff points for having unapproved parts in inspection at Phoenix Raceway last month. Both teams appealed and a three-member panel restored the Hendrick points but upheld $400,000 in fines and four race suspensions for four Hendrick Motorsports crew chiefs. The colleague initial appeal upheld all the penalties and colleague took its case to NASCAR's final appeals officer. In a rare statement, Final Appeals Officer Bill Mullis said the restoration of points for driver Justin Haley came at NASCAR's request in the interest of fairness. Over to the IndyCar series as Kyle Kirkwood crossed the finish line for his first career IndyCar win. His new race strategist urged him to soak up the sights and sounds of victory. It nearly brought the 24-year-old to tears. Kirkwood held off his teammate on the downtown streets of Long Beach to give Andretti Autosport a 1-2 finish last Sunday at the most prestigious street course race in the United States. Coincidentally, team owner Michael Andretti scored his first career win at Long Beach in 1986, and Mario Andretti won three IndyCar races at Long Beach, and in 1977 became the only American driver to win a Formula One race on American soil when the Grand Prix was an F1 event.
Over to NHRA, Tony Stewart, the first and only driver to win championships in Scott Cars, Indy Cars, and Midget, Sprint, and Silver Crown Cars, added another victory to his amazing resume, winning the top alcohol dragster at the NHRA 4 Wide Nationals at the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Stewart raced to a final round 5.324 at 269.62 miles per hour to finish ahead of Todd Bruce, former world champ Chris Demke, and McPhillips racing teammate Mike Coughlin. The NHRA 4 Wide Nationals at the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway marked the first of two consecutive races in the four across format. And Matt Hagen and Dallas Green each claimed victory. And to check out the other drivers who won Wally's this past weekend at Las Vegas, just head over to NHRA.com and click on Results. Well, NASCAR will be the only series in action this weekend at the as the Xfinity Series will be at Talladega Super Speedway for the Ag Pro 300. That'll be on Saturday, April 22nd. 4 p.m. is when the green flag will drop. You can catch the race on FS1 and the Motor Racing Network along with Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And then the Cup Series will also be at Talladega Super Speedway for the running of the Geico 500. That'll be Sunday, April 23rd. 3 p.m. Eastern Time is when the green flag will drop. You can catch the race on the Big Fox Television Network. The Motor Racing Network will have radio coverage along with Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And there you go. And that is your racing recap this week on the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. Hey, this is NASCAR driver Trevor Bain, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southeast. We continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. We're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. He was a part of the Performance Racing Network crew just recently as they were down there for the Bristol Dirt Race uh, last weekend during Easter weekend. So we want to get a recap and get his thoughts on dirt racing at Bristol Motor Speedway. You hear him as the host of PRN at the track. Ladies and gentlemen, short track guru and great friend of the show, it's Mr. Lenny! Alfie, that's always amazing, man. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. Great to have been at Bristol. That was a lot of fun. Well, Mr. Batiki, we always appreciate it when you take some time to join us here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio, sir, a great friend of the show. We always appreciate it when you take some time to to join us here. And you just mentioned, and I just mentioned as well, you were part of the PRN crew who were covering uh, the dirt races there at at the Bristol Motor Speedway, because I'm sure many of our uh, NASCAR gurus up there in the booth, they don't know much about the uh, dirt track because that's not something they, they cover. But you, sir, are basically at dirt tracks, if not every weekend, and, and covering everything going on in the world of short track. So um, let me get your thoughts on the Bristol Night Race. Listen to some of the drivers. You had some drivers that described it as the best uh, racing they've ever had in the last three years. Uh, some drivers, I, I don't think they were very happy with what was going on. So, But mostly the dirt drivers, those drivers who came up in dirt, really, uh, Christopher Bell, for instance, who was the winner, I guess the first time a, you can say a quote-unquote dirt driver has won that that dirt race. Um, and also Kyle Larson paid a lot of compliments to the, uh, the surface as well. You being there on site, on scene, well, what were your thoughts of how Bristol handled the third year of this dirt race? Uh, I think the Lord above really gave uh, Bristol and, and racing uh, the, the look that we've been waiting for because the weather worked in everybody's favor. Uh, when we go to local dirt tracks, you know, there are some nights when it, it's dry, some nights when it's a little heavy, things like that. 
But when the NASCAR fan only sees the first two years and these other drivers that didn't come up through the dirt ranks, they only get to see it a couple of times, maybe a test or two ahead of time. They're not as, as you know, in tune to it. So the first two races where the track wasn't what uh, anybody wanted in the design phase, this one gave it that. The, the track on Saturday with the moisture we had during the week and then the cloud cover on Saturday for the qualifying races and, and then the truck race was amazing. And then on Sunday, the track crew actually battled sun. The sun was out so high and so hot that they kept putting water and water and water and water on until just about the national anthem. But they did a fantastic job, Steve Swift and Mike Van Gendron and all the crew that uh, you know kept that track up. Um, they they are the heroes of this, and they put a track that man. If you could do that every time, I think uh, fans would start looking at this as the race that all of us with dirt background see it what it could be. And how beneficial that they moved it to a nighttime start. Oh, you know, the moisture, the uh, during the day, the humidity and that that dry sun was down in the in the low 20 percent. By the time we went racing, uh, it was just over 30 because the sun was still just uh, on the horizon. And then through the race itself, we got over 50 percent humidity, which humidity is moisture. Moisture makes our dirt track work better. And that's why the race actually got a little better as the race, as the evening went on. Speaking of Lenny Batiki here, host of PRN of the track as we recap the Bristol Dirt Race, the third year that Bristol Motor Speedway has hosted a dirt race. And uh, Lenny, uh, one of the big topics of the conversation between the drivers was um, is it time to continue to do this, or or is the novelty over as far as dirt racing goes at Bristol? And I guess it's depending on who you talk to. Like you said, the dirt drivers who came up doing it loved it. Those drivers who never raced in dirt don't seem to like it. Um, but, it, it, I mean, honestly, it doesn't really matter what they think. It's going to matter what the fans think and the experience of the fans. Now, you were on site. I'm sure you had an opportunity to talk to people, drivers, and probably fans alike. What was some of the reaction and maybe some of the things you heard uh, from fans and drivers alike about the experience of the whole weekend? Yeah, I got I got to go out in the O'Reilly Auto Parts fan zone uh, to meet and greet some of the folks out there. And and they were pumped. It's the fan zone. They they were, uh, you know, keyed up to get to the race. And I mean, fans from all over a lot of Wisconsin fans that they don't have a ton of dirt tracks up there. They do have a few. But uh, your typical Wisconsin NASCAR fan is a paved fan, and they still came down. I think that's really the biggest statement that, you know, is unseen, that fans really did come out to this race. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a packed house like that we will probably see in August. But I think the weather leading into it kept a lot of people away and Easter. I think the bigger question is, can, can Bristol get a better date than Easter to run a race like this? And then, you know, I, I think it's really up to uh, the networks and Marcus and everybody else to see if they want to do it, if it's the right time. You, you get a race at the wrong time of the year, middle of June, not going to have as good of, uh, you know, uh, atmosphere conditions to be able to do one. So uh, a lot of factors go in. We take a year or two off or whatever. I, I think we'll see it again. I just don't know whether you know, the circumstances are going to be right. I don't think Easter was the perfect date. And I know another topic of conversation between the drivers is the track itself. Is this a 
should we continue to do this at Bristol or should we go to a track that's actually built for dirt racing? Like in uh, Eldora was kind of the big name that a lot of the drivers uh, came up with. What are your thoughts on actually having this event, but in actually having it at an actual dirt track where that's where they do? Oh, I, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, that'd be way cool. I think uh, Knoxville is even better prepared than Eldora. Knoxville has Des Moines not too far away where there's a lot of hotels for the fans to come and enjoy. Remember, um, you know, the uh, Speedway there in Iowa, uh, not too far away from Knoxville either. So I think that's to me is the the place we should be looking at. It could really energize some of the dirt fans out in Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, that that area of the Midwest. Eldora's got so many big races, uh, but it is a a camping prominent uh, area. And if you don't have a, a really good camper, you're having to stay pretty far away if you go to Eldora and the grandstands aren't as big as Knoxville. So I, I'm I'm cool with that. Let's go to Knoxville. Let's have some fun. Now, uh, Mr. Ritiki, if our listeners want to follow along with your podcast because you have a great podcast, PRN at the track, where you're focused on the world of the short tracks uh, along the Southeast and the Midwest uh, as well. So if our listeners want to uh, catch up with that podcast, listen to some of the great up-and-coming drivers that you talk to because a lot of these drivers that you talk to, Lenny, could someday end up in trucks, Xfinity, or even the Cup Series at some point. So where can they go to uh, listen to the podcast? And uh, get all the information about what goes on with you as well. And also with a PRN at the track. GoPRN.com. G-O-P-R-N.com. And follow us on social, especially our Twitter, PRN at the track. We'll keep you updated with all the news that we find from the world of grassroots racing. Well, Mr. Ritiki, as always, we appreciate you. We take the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, GoPRN.com once again to get that great podcast. And we appreciate you taking the time to join us. And I'm sure we will catch back up with you up the road to get the latest on what's going on in the world of short track news and information, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you, Alfie. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, everyone, and welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station and your favorite podcast location. I am WB, and today we've got none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the big dog and the track promoter to the, all the stars. Ladies and gentlemen, Five Flag Speedway's very own Tim Bryant. Tim, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, always a pleasure, WB. <laughs> hey, man, let me tell you, it's always funny to me that how uh, I get a phone call or a text saying, hey, we need to talk to Tim Bryant. I'm like, dadgummit, that man must know I'm headed down to the beach soon. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's that time of year, and I mean, racing season's in high gear. Our beaches are are uh, uh, ready for ready for folks to visit, catch a little racing action while they're down here. So uh, we're uh, we're sitting on Pensacola ready right now. Well, I tell you what, folks, if y'all have not had a chance to check out Five Flag Speedway, you need to do so. It, it is a great looking and great facility, um, and. You're also uh, helping out with a big race coming up this weekend in Mobile, if I'm not mistaken, Tim. Actually, we're in Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery, weekend, okay. Yes, the ASA Southern Super Series uh, with uh, with our next event, the Rumble by the River 125 at Stand there. Uh, Montgomery Motor Speedway, a good field of cars up there. we got a nice little rivalry brewing between Bubba Pollard, Casey Roderick, uh, but there's a host of other guys ready to knock them off, so... Uh, 
yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to go to Montgomery and uh, and get ready to rumble. Well, you know, both Casey and Bubba are very good friends to the show and and very good personal friends. And you know, anytime it seems like here lately, Bubba has just been on quite a roll and everything. It's like he got married and all of a sudden he found his way to Victor Lane a lot easier. You know, a couple of years ago, it just he, he couldn't go anywhere and get beat. And then he went through a little bit of a of a of a of a of a lull, if you would. He, he struggled a little bit, and I mean, you know, he uh, he switched car manufacturers, and he he uh, he's gone full circle. He's back where he where he was when he was doing all the winning, and uh, right now he's uh, he's definitely on fire. If y'all were just joining us here, we got Tim Bryan from Five Flag Speedway <clears throat> talking about big race coming up this weekend in Montgomery. Uh, Tim, somebody wanted to find out more information about that race. Uh, where do we need to point them to? Well, southernsuperseries.com, WB, uh, is uh, uh, the place to go for all the Montgomery information. Also, the race will be broadcast live on Racing America, uh, streamed live on Racing America for any subscribers uh, so they can catch that. But, uh, man, I tell you, Stan Nerson does such a great job at Montgomery. It's going to be a good place to go for, for folks if they want a little bit of an outing. We'd love to see them. They're live and in person. And then, of course, the next week we'll be back here at Five Flags uh, with our regular season underway uh, uh, right here on Pine Forest Road. Do you do RV parking, RV camping throughout the season at Five Flags? We do. Of course, it's a big it's a big phenomenon at the Snowball Derby every December. But during the regular season, we encourage folks to come out and, and pull up with their RVs. No charge for a regular Friday night race. Uh just pull up and spend a weekend with us. We're, we're about equal distance, as you said, from Orange Beach as we are to Pensacola Beach with our location on the on the northwest side of town. We're right beside Interstate 10, so we're easy to find. Uh, great place for people to come and spend a weekend. Well, i tell you what, folks. Let me tell you, if you want to see a great race, the two promoters that do the, the best job in the world are Tim Bryant at Five Flags and the folks over at Montgomery Motor Speedway. And um, I've got to tell you, that you got to watch out for for Montgomery because I've learned the hard way. Anytime I get near that that guy, he'll stick me in a school bus. He'll stick me in something and make me get out there and look like an idiot. So man, I tell you, it's always uh, it's always fun to go to a Stan Nerson race. You never know what kind of a kind of a rabbit he's gonna pull out of his hat. Yeah, man, I tell you what, he snookered me one time, put me in a school bus race. What he failed to tell me was. He had, the other people I was racing was a dang Georgia State Patrol training officer on how to do pit maneuvers 101, and then another uh, snake in the woods with another driver and instructor for, from the NASCAR series on bumping, beating, and banging. And I tell you, they stand never you never know what you're going to get, but you always get great racing action at Montgomery Motor Speedway and at Five Flags Speedway. How how has been the reaction this year from the race fans? And it looks like you've just got a, a jam packed lineup for the year. Well, we really do. We got uh, a variety of different types of racing. Of course, our super late model racing highlights that WB, and of course, all roads lead to the Snowball Derby here at at Pensacola, uh, the December first through the fourth this year. So, uh, you know, already got one eye on that. Ticket renewals are underway for existing ticket holders, and they'll have until 1st of August to, to renew those tickets that they had last year, and then the remaining seats left over will go on sale mid-August. So already uh, one eye on that. We've got a, a big double header coming up July 21st to 22nd with super late models. 
uh, going to be a huge weekend here in Pensacola. Two nights at the same track. Uh, so you know that that uh, that coupled with the with the other divisions of racing we got, we we do have a busy summer lined up for sure. Well, I tell you what, you got uh, you got a lot of great stuff going on. It seems like every month, uh, you know, two big events coming up in June, um, and you know, or act in two big ones in July with the blizzard uh, coming up there. So, anybody wants more information about your track, where do we need to point them to? Yeah, fiveflagspeedway.com. We try to keep our website current with the. Our, our, our schedule is on there, our ticketing information. Uh, our ticket prices fluctuate a little bit depending on the, 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 the event we're having, but they're always reasonable. We know uh, uh, we need families out here, and we, uh, we try to do our best to entertain them and make it, make it a, a affordable family entertainment is our goal. Five, fact, five Flag Speedway. Uh, Tim, I can't leave without asking you, what is the Five Flag Speedway fan club? Well, <clears throat> that's uh, – that's something that you can join and you'll get periodic emails, uh, just kind of keeping you posted on, on what's going on around here. All right, then. Well, listen, I'm going to be coming through on April the 23rd. So you make sure you have that truck ready to go to race me down that, uh, down that strip of road that you, uh, you quickly jumped me on the red light at the last time I was down there. So, man, I think, uh, I think you'll drive right by us. WB. I think that's going to be a fun day. The date you gave me, uh, so we'll, we'll be, uh, We'll be post-April 21st race at that point. Yep. We'd still love to have you stop in and say hello. We'll do it, man. We'll do it. Hey, y'all, check out 5flagspeedway.com. I'm Kayla Vinci from Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And as always, we are very pleased and honored to have our next guest joining us here on the Southern Race Week Radio broadcast as he's getting set to welcome in NASCAR Nation to Talladega Super Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the president of Talladega Super Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Brian Crichton! Yeah. Uh, Always one of the best introductions or welcomes that I have. So thank you very much. <laughs> if you need a uh, PA job or want a PA oh. job out at Talladega Super Speedway, just let me know. Mr. Crichton, please, I'd be honored and, and privileged to be the PA announcer at Talladega Super Speedway. Anyway, anytime, my friend, I'll uh, have my people call your people, and we'll see if we can work out some uh, deal here. But uh, uh, once again, thank you so much. You're a great friend of the show, sir, and we always appreciate you when you take the time to uh, join us here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. I'm sure you're excited and uh, fired up along with the rest of your staff and crew to welcome in NASCAR Nation to Talladega Super Speedway here uh, next weekend for the, the big race weekend. And you got so many events that are coming up for uh, Talladega next weekend. So welcome to the program. And uh, tell us about everything that's going to be going on at Talladega Super Speedway, sir. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Uh, we are, are happy that we are uh, back to 100% capacity, back to 100% camping, back to normal here at Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, so we're, uh, you know, first and foremost, so pleased with that. But it's going to be a great weekend. We got cars on track on uh, Friday uh, for some practice and uh, qualifying for the Arkham Expansion. Series uh, and then Saturday is an unbelievable day. We have Cup qualifying, we have an ARCA race, 
and we have an Xfinity Series race. So some people are calling it a doubleheader. I'm calling it a tripleheader when you got cup cars on the track as well. So Saturday is going to be an amazing uh, day. And then, of course, Sunday, uh, the cup guys will we'll battle it out for the Geico 500. Uh, always exciting at Talladega Super Speedway. And with this new next-gen car, uh, the way they raced at uh, uh, Daytona for the Daytona 500 and the way they raced at the new Atlanta, at the Atlanta Motor Speedway on their new configuration, uh, it's going to be a great race, and we're looking forward to it. And Yeah, and I'm here at your website right now, TalladegaSuperspeedway.com, which is a great destination to get all the info and facts and to purchase your tickets for the upcoming Talladega Super Speedway race weekend. You got uh, all the upcoming events here. You got travel packages, hospitality, camping tickets, and also the Talladega Garage experience. I know since you've taken over in 2019, there have been a lot of changes to Talladega Super Speedway. One of the big ones you did was the Talladega Garage experience, which I've heard many great things about. But maybe for some of our listeners who haven't been to Talladega in, in a few years, tell us a little bit about the Talladega Garage experience and what that for a race fan will experience when they come in and, and check that out. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know, we, back in uh, 2018, 2019, we did a 50 million dollar renovation here to Talladega Super Speedway, and we focused it all around uh, the garages and that infield experience, uh, pit road, you know, that whole entire area. One of the questions we get asked the most is, how can I be in the garages? And of course, you know, we can't put a whole ton of people into the working garages, um, but what we did is we built this Talladega garage experience around the garages. So you're actually under the same roof as the cars, as the drivers, as the teams. Um, so the cars come in from one side and the fans go in from the other side. And the only thing that separates you is a four foot high fence um, that's just right there. So it was amazing to see the interaction between the drivers and the teams and uh, you know all the fans that were in that area. Uh, Victory Lane is also part of Talladega Garage Experience. So after each race, uh, when they're awarding the trophies and the car comes in and the confetti and the fireworks and everything's going off, fans can be around that as well. We've got a stage that's in the area where we do driver question and answer sessions. Uh, we have a kids zone. We've got a game zone. Uh, we've got it all in there. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people call it an amusement park, you know, a motorsports amusement park, which uh, is a, a pretty good dis uh, description of it. Um, but one of my favorite things in that area is we offer value-priced concessions, $2 bottles of water, $2 Cokes. Uh, we have $2 hot dogs, $4 cheeseburgers and french fries. You get the drift. It's, everything in there is affordable. We wanted a family of four or five or six to be able to come in there, uh, just experience it all, um, and, and get a meal for $30, $35. So uh, one of the things we're very proud of is those value price concessions and really gearing the, the whole experience around the, uh, the garages and that motorsports fan uh, and what they want. Speaking with Brian Crichton here, the president of Talladega Super Speedway, as we're discussing the big race weekend coming to uh, Talladega, the tickets are still available. And you mentioned it, uh, Mr. Crichton, that uh, one of the great things about NASCAR is that it is very affordable for a family of four, family of five, to be able to go out to the race and enjoy a race weekend. I know if you go to other professional sporting events, you literally have to put out a loan to uh, buy tickets, concessions, and enjoy an experience at the facility. But for you guys, like you said, you have affordable concession prices, and also the ticket prices are very affordable. So like you said, you can bring a family of four to enjoy so many activities going on at your track next weekend because, as we said, practice and qualifying are all back. You got an ARCA race. You got everything going on. So uh, you get a jam-packed weekend for a very affordable price. So uh, what are some of the, the specials and deals that you have for – tickets uh, that are up for grabs at Talladega. 
Yeah, absolutely. We, we, our tickets started just $45 for an adult on Saturday. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that's cup qualifying, that's the ARCA race, and that's the Xfinity Series race. And kids 12 and under are free. So they get to come in free that day uh, on Saturday. So, you know, if you've got a family of four and two, two kids, two adults, it's $90. All four are in, uh, you know, into the grandstands uh, to watch the races. You can experience our display, walk merchandise row, uh, lots of different activities that we've got going on, you know, not even just on the racetrack, but also around property as well. On Sunday, we uh, prices for adults start at $65, and kids 12 and under are only $10 on Sunday as well. So, you know, again, trying to get those affordable prices out, trying to get the kids to come on out, uh, enjoy Talladega Superfood, because I tell you, once you come here, and you know this too, once you've been here, you're going to want to come back because it's such an amazing experience. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we wrap up another week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Once again, thanks to Tim Bryant from Five Flags Speedway and then also Lenny Batiki, the host of PRN at the Track and then also the president of Talladega Super Speedway, Brian Crichton, for joining us this week on this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And maybe you're saying to yourself, you know what, this episode of the program was so great, I want to listen to it all over again. Well, you'll have an opportunity. This week's edition of the uh, of this program will be available for you as a podcast, and that'll go up on Monday. Just head on over to iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. You can always download the program there, uh, listen to it, and also become a subscriber to the podcast. We really would appreciate that as well. And uh, don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio and you will always be able to get the latest in racing news and information 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And also the email address srwradio at yahoo.com is the email address. Once again, that is srwradio at yahoo.com and just recently I got an email from a racetrack that races all the way in Monticello, Georgia. So we're going to try to get the owners of that track to uh, come on the program here in the next couple of weeks to tell us about that. So uh, we're always checking that email address. So once again, it's srwradio at yahoo.com and that's going to do it for this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll catch back, back up with you next week for all new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.